since we've been together. Listen 
2009. The warmest of welcomes to parents, family and friends, faculty, administrators, and obviously the honorable class of 2009. <laughs> My name is Lily Coles. I'm Mike Monagle. And I am Davion Shante Chisholm, and we are your 2009 Class Day Chairs, and we will be your hosts for the duration of this program. <laughs> it is now my pleasure to ask President Shirley Tillman, the 19th President of Princeton University, to address our class. Please join us in giving her a warm welcome. morning class of 2009. I would like to say how delighted I am to be sharing this stage with Katie Couric. Yeah. 
who at NBC and CBS has helped millions of Americans to begin and now wrap up their days. Ms. Corrick has broken through many barriers for women in her distinguished career, and today I am most embarrassed to tell you she is the first woman and the first journalist to deliver the address on class day. About time. Welcome to Princeton, Katie. Class Day is a day to celebrate the bonds of friendship and shared experience that you have forged in the past four years. For you, 09, is the sum of your Princeton years. The classes taken, the rooms drawn, the parties you would like to forget, and the lectures you wish you hadn't. <laughs> the short nights and the long days and the remarkable men and women you would otherwise never have met. In the fall of your sophomore year, you traveled in an armada to New Haven to cheer on the Tigers to an Ivy League championship against the Bulldogs. <laughs> and celebrated with a bonfire right here on Cannon Green. And this fall you campaigned during fall break for the candidate of your choice, learning along the way from our distinguished Class Day speaker how important it is to be able to name a few newspapers and magazines <laughs> that you read regularly. Fourteen percent of you reported in the senior poll that you never talked to your parents. <laughs> While thirteen percent of you talked to them at least once a day. But not to worry about the difference. One hundred percent of your parents report that they have hacked into your Facebook page <laughs> and follow your every move. You began the year looking forward to attending numerous lavish recruitment parties at Triumph and the Nassau Inn, sponsored by investment banks and consulting firms, only be, to be reduced to submitting resumes to HR offices like normal people do. <laughs> and DJ Bob was a ubiquitous presence in your lives even providing the sound for ghost face killer <laughs> whose concert I am so sorry to say I missed. <laughs> for all of those memories and many more firmly in your mind, you will walk out the Fitzrandolph gates tomorrow. I hope to return again and again to march behind the banner of the class of 2009 in the P-Raid until you too have earned the right to ride in a golf course cart. <laughs> it is now my pleasure, as it is each year, to present to your new class president, Benjamin Tago, 
with the key to our campus. Oh, here it is. For a minute I thought I'd lost it. All right, it's in a bag. Hold on. In addition to being difficult to misplace, this key entitles all of you to participate in the life of our university community. No matter how far away you live, or as Malcolm Warnock of the class of 1925 attests, no matter how many years have passed. Specifically, this key will allow you to, one, visit our campus in person, online, or through the pages of the Princeton Alumni Weekly whenever the spirit moves you. Two, join a global network of alumni associations, clubs, and committees, and play an active role in class affairs. And three, enjoy unrestricted access to Princeton's endowment. <laughs> but, and this is what the fine print says, only to make deposits. <laughs> I hope you will use this key freely in the coming years and my warmest wishes to you all. Ben, congratulations. It is with great pride and pleasure that I now present the president of the class of 2009 and a great man, Grant Burnham. President Tillman, honored guests, classmates, families, and friends, thank you for coming here to celebrate the graduation of the great class of 2009. I have to admit, I'm a little bit nervous today. Um, this is, of course, the day after General Petraeus delivered his baccalaureate address. It's also the same day that Katie Couric will deliver her class day remarks. And we all strive to follow the example of leaders we admire, but sometimes we fall short. For instance, when General Petraeus commands his troops in battle, soldiers actually follow his orders. When I rally my classmates to Chick-fil-A study breaks and Auntie Anne's pretzel giveaways, about four people show up. And one of them is Dean Dunn. <laughs> he just comes to boost morale. When General Petraeus was at Princeton, he wrote a prize-winning 339-page dissertation on counterinsurgency in Vietnam. I wrote a 50-page thesis on obscure 16th century cannibals that bored my advisor to death. <laughs> General Petraeus has been happily married for 35 years. I'm lonely and have a personal ad on eHarmony.com that no one really replies to. Surely? Call me. Now, this is all true. We often fail even as we strive for perfection. 
But being at Princeton always means you have someone to look up to. Nowhere is this reality clearer than in the class of 2009. Family, friends, loved ones, less loved ones in the simulcast locations. <laughs> Let me explain what I mean. You don't have to look far to see people who've accomplished great things. These accomplishments are not always recognized by awards and scholarships, though sometimes they are, but their accomplishments are no less worthy of praise. Sitting in front of me is a young physics major who, for his senior thesis, found an imperfection in the world's largest particle accelerator. There is the pioneering advocate of sustainability from Forbes College who founded a local garden that now provides organic food for our university dining halls. There is the hardworking athlete who, between problem sets and practices, manages to spend his Fridays tutoring elementary school students in inner city Trenton. There is the Woody Woo student who makes time to manage the lighting for a friend's dance performance, even though she has a paper to turn in the next day. This tireless service is so common at Princeton that it often goes unacknowledged. But we should pause today and remember that what is ordinary at Princeton is in fact extraordinary. On Saturday, as we watched the old guard march and roll down Elm Drive <laughs> in the parade, I thought to myself, how are we ever gonna live up to their example? College has taught me that we don't have to look deep into the ranks of Princeton alumni to find these expiring examples. We've actually been living with them for the past four years. Congratulations, class of 2009. We did it. Thank you, Grant. Uh, now I'd like to welcome Kathleen Degnan, Dean of Undergraduate Students, to present the class prizes. customary at class day festivities to acknowledge the winners of the Moses Taylor Pine Honor Prize awarded annually to that member of the senior class who has most clearly manifested scholarship, strength of character, and effective leadership in support of Princeton University. The Pine Prize, which is the highest honor that the university confers upon an undergraduate, was presented this year at Alumni Day to Alex Bernard and Andy Chen. Andy and Alex, would you please stand so that we can acknowledge your accomplishments. The Alan Macy Dulles Class of 51 Service Award an alumnus of the class of 1951 generously endowed this award to honor his classmate, Alan Macy Dulles, who, seriously injured in the Korean War, set an example of selflessness and courage that are the spirit of this prize. The official description of the award is as follows. Presented each year to a senior whose activities while a Princeton student best represent or exemplify 
Princeton in the nation's service and in the service of all nations. The Alan Macy Dulles Class of 51 Award is presented this year to Emily Weigel. an English major who has also earned a certificate in European Cultural Studies, hails from Lafayette, Colorado. Her record of service and civic engagement is simply outstanding. Emily is known for working tirelessly for the things she cares about, President Obama's campaign for one. She is described by those who know her as humble, pragmatic, and solution-oriented. Emily is on the Pace Center Advisory Board and in that capacity works closely with service group leaders and counsels them about effective practices for volunteer recruitment as well as how to build respectful community partnerships. She has made a commitment to hands-on service herself as a language tutor for non-English speaking immigrants and as a director of Interact an organization whose mission is to tutor and mentor students from Trenton schools. Emily is co-director of Brothers Keeper, an organization that promotes awareness of the tragedy of genocide by bringing speakers to campus, screening films, and organizing conferences. She is also a member of the International Relations Council and the Tigressians, and has served as a peer academic advisor in Butler College. When she graduates in June, she will join the ranks of Teach for America. Please join me in congratulating Emily Weigel. Frederick Douglass Service Award, established in 1969 by the Association of Black Collegians, is awarded annually to a senior who has exhibited courage, leadership, intellectual achievement, and a willingness to contribute unselfishly towards a deeper understanding of the experiences of racial minorities and who, in so doing, reflects the tradition of service embodied in a Princeton education. This year's winner of the Frederick Douglass Award is Adam Berry. Adam is an economics major from Bel Air, Maryland. As a member of the varsity football team, Adam has been extremely influential as a leader within the community of minority athletes. He initiated a plan embraced by the athletic department to recruit black athletes to Princeton. By connecting prospective students with student organizations such as the Black Student Union and the Black Men's Awareness Group, he reached out personally to prospective students and their families in order to share his own experiences at Princeton as an athlete and as a student of color. Adam spoke movingly about his experiences to this year's freshman class during orientation as one of the panelists in the Reflections on Diversity program. He has served as a big siblings mentor for a young child and has been actively involved with Athletes in Action and with Impact, a Bible study group. 
Adam has also served as a member of the NCAA Recertification Committee and has been a participant in IGNITE, an organization whose purpose is to motivate inner city youth to achieve academically and to pursue a college education. He is attuned to the issues of race and diversity at Princeton and has worked hard to make our campus a welcoming and supportive environment. Congratulations, Adam, and thank you for all your contributions to Princeton. Willis Dodd Award is an annual award established in 1957 to be given to the senior who best embodies the high example set by Harold Willis Dodd during his tenure as 15th president of Princeton University, particularly in the qualities of clear thinking, moral courage, a patient and judicious regard for the opinions of others, and a thoroughgoing devotion to the welfare of the university and to the life of the mind. This year's winners of the Harold Willis Dodd Award are Sarah Dajani and Fiona Miller. Sarah Dejani is a Woodrow Wilson School major from Seminole, Florida. Those who know her are effusive about her intellect and her character. Sarah has been the driving force behind the Muslim Students Association, and as president of that organization, she has fostered meaningful dialogue across cultural and religious divides on our campus. She has handled politically difficult issues as deftly as one can imagine and has not been discouraged from pursuing ideas because others thought they would be unsuccessful. When the prospect of organizing a Woodrow Wilson School task force in the Middle East seemed like an idea that could never materialize, Sarah's stick-to-itiveness and her commitment shifted into high gear. As one of her professors remarked, she held to her conviction that a school dedicated to improving the conduct of American foreign policy should give its students the opportunity to encounter the Middle East. Sarah won the dean's enthusiastic support and succeeded in arranging a task force held in Cairo. She has been a reporter and an co opinion columnist for the Daily Princetonian, and she has also been a member of the Religious Life Council and a devoted and hardworking member of the university's Priorities Committee, as well as a member of another, a number of other student organizations. Thank you, Sarah, and congratulations. Fiona Miller, a comparative literature major from Northampton, Massachusetts, is an outstanding student and serves as the head undergraduate fellow at the Princeton Writing Program. During Fiona's years at Princeton, she has been a strong and visible leader in our LGBT community, and her commitment to activism has been unwavering.
She has served as an officer in the Pride Alliance and has been a stalwart figure in that organization's success. She has helped organize many of the activities that support LGBT students, such as Pride Week, Film Festival, and National Coming Out Day, to name just a few. She has been particularly attuned to the needs of students of color at Princeton. She has also been a central figure in the peer education program and has demonstrated outstanding leadership in both training new students for the program and in her presentations to freshmen. Perhaps her most significant contribution has been her informal leadership of the LGBT women's community. She hosted a weekly gathering for students, which served to build a strong sense of community for those who participated and provided a confidential space to discuss issues of identity. Fiona has also been an active and committed participant in Princeton's Outdoor Action Program, serving as both a trip leader and a leader trainer. Please join me in thanking and congratulating Fiona Miller. two awards are voted by you, the members of the senior class. The Class of 1901 Medal is awarded to the senior who, in the judgment of the student's classmates, has done the most for Princeton. Founded in 1920 by the Class of 1901, which, in 1952, endowed it in perpetuity and stipulated that thereafter the medal be awarded in memory of its classmate, Walter E. Hope, who originated the prize. This year, the winner of the 1901 medal is Josh Weinstein. <laughs> Josh hails from New York, New York, and at Princeton has pursued a major in East Asian Studies. During his time at Princeton, Josh has served the undergraduate student government with great distinction. He was freshman class representative to the student senate and subsequently served as vice president and then, as you all know, president of the USG. In addition, Josh was a member of the executive committee of the Council of the Princeton University Community and a member of the Frist Center Advisory Board. I think we would all agree that Josh worked tirelessly to improve the undergraduate experience. On his watch, the USG worked to extend the hours at Firestone Library and at the Stevens Fitness Center. Josh collaborated with local merchants to negotiate student discounts, and he worked closely with other university offices to develop new, the new U-Bikes program. Josh worked hard to ensure that student voices were heard and that students continue to have a meaningful role in university governance. In addition to his most visible role in student government, Josh participated in club ice hockey and in the chess club and also served as a Special Olympics instructor. Thank you, Josh, for all you have done for Princeton and congratulations. Last but not least, the W. Sanderson Detweiler 1903 Prize is a silver bowl awarded annually to the senior 
who in the judgment of the student's classmates has done the most for the class. Founded in 1949 in memory of W. Sanderson Detweiler, class of 1902, by his sister, Mrs. Williams, Mrs. William Jennings Price. This year, the winner of the W. Sanderson Detweiler Prize is Grant Berman. Grant, a comparative literature major from Princeton, New Jersey, has left his mark on Princeton in a variety of ways. In addition to being an extraordinary student who has excelled intellectually at the highest levels, Grant has been a dedicated and conscientious leader of your class. He has served for four years as a member of the Undergraduate Honor Committee and has been an active member in Princeton's Fresh theater, French Theater Workshop, formerly known as L'Atelier. Many of you have enjoyed his stellar performances recently as Cyrano de Bergerac, for which he received wide acclaim. But most importantly, most importantly, you have elected Grant to serve as the president of the great class of 2009 for four straight years. He led a loyal corps of your class officers who worked with him to promote class unity. Together, they planned and implemented an extraordinary number of class activities. Much of this is thankless work. Planning for pub nights and barbecues, class formals, garden theater movie nights, putting up posters, sending emails. Brief ones, I understand. <laughs> but Grant did it all not only without complaint, but with enormous grace and humility. Thank you, Grant, for all of your hard work and for all you have contributed to your class and to this university. Congratulations and best wishes. I'd now like to introduce our first student speaker, hailing from McLean, Virginia, and majoring in religion, Jackie Bellow. <laughs> Dear applicant, congratulations. The committee has reviewed your application and has admitted you to the class of 2009. Your exceptional academic accomplishments, extracurricular achievements, and personal qualities impress the readers. We are pleased to be sending you this splendid news and especially to be welcoming you to Princeton. Remember the day you read and reread this letter? For some of you, your parents affirmed the acceptance without either your permission or knowledge. <laughs> For others, you are excited to meet fellow students who are just as overachieving and awkward as you are. Still are. But for most, you are generally pleased with the acceptance and prepared to leave Exeter. I mean, Andover. I mean, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, a governor's school in Northern Virginia. There were many things I did not know about my future Princeton career when I first received this letter. 
I did not know that a classmate of mine would come home from the street one night and take a pee on his laptop thinking it was the urinal. (laughs) He told OIT it was lemonade. (laughs) Nor did I know that a naked sophomore would knock on my door at 5 a.m. one night and demand his clothes back. (laughs) I had never seen him before in my life. But I remembered Princeton's motto of service, and I handed him two empty trash bags. He actually made leg holes. Now that's what I call ingenuity. When I received this acceptance letter, I did not know that a professor would dock me points my freshman year for citing the wrong Bible. I cited King James when apparently it was New Revised Standard. Who knew? After that, I just started citing Yahweh. That's when I decided to become a religion major. Yes, four years ago, when I was a freshman... Okay... Let's be honest here. It was five. I'm a fifth-year senior. Who's counting? (laughs) Parents, congrats that I'm not your child. (laughs) Hi, Mom. (laughs) Regardless, I did not know that Princeton would take me to Athens to study ancient Greek theater or take me on a 500-mile pilgrimage across Spain for my senior thesis. Where will Princeton take you? For all of us, the epic journey of college has reached its destination. What will you remember about the trip? Your first sunny lawn parties. Your last rainy lawn parties. (laughs) Your Dean's Date all-nighters. Frist salads. The first time your jacket got stolen from Terrace. (laughs) Reading the course packet cover to cover. Skimming the QRs. The hungover Sunday brunches. The weekday breakfasts you never woke up for. Where you were when Barack Obama got elected president. Your lectures in Mikosh, the bonfire, Ben Spoon cupcakes... The second, third, and fourth time your jacket got stolen from Terrace. (laughs) It's details like these that made Princeton the unique community that we all, for the most part, loved and cherished. But on a personal level, how will you remember Princeton? Can you sum up four years into just a few sentences? Or a single adjective? Some of your classmates have tried. Tyler Crosby said privileged. Beyond money or opportunities, Tyler is just amazed that his parents dropped him off for four years in a gothic castle (laughs) with the most interesting kids of his generation and free beer. (laughs) Parker Henritzi said unanticipated. When Parker arrived her freshman year, four years ago, She couldn't have predicted winning an Ivy title in women's volleyball with an undefeated league record, or, much less, surviving four years of Wednesday nights at TI. (laughs) Sarah Ashley Bischoff said priceless. I'm sure many of the parents in the audience would disagree. (laughs) 
Aaron Schneider, a computer science major, said, sleep deprived. Sorry for the pause, I just thought I'd give him a quick chance for a nap there. <laughs> Good morning, Aaron, welcome to class day. John Fair said broadening. For Fair, Princeton was defined by its, quote, sense of unlimited opportunity, a sense created not only by the idealism that naturally arises from the wealth of exceptional resources at our command, but also by the naivety and arrogance that come as a necessary corollary to the achievement of what we are told is our shared vision of success, end quote. <laughs> Fair, who truly belongs at Princeton, <laughs> We'll be escaping to the kingdom of Bhutan next year, a nation which measures gross national happiness. <laughs> Steph Bursette said ridiculous. And, and here I have to agree. The number of people here who are brilliant in academics, love to go out, are all American in sports or mock trial. <laughs> Play the ukulele, study freeganism, write musicals, start a cappella groups, and discover miscalculations in super collider detectors? It's just absurd. <laughs> That's right. You people are ridiculous. <laughs> Finally, Kate McNichol said wonder. This is not an adjective. So, yes, your Princeton experience was privileged, unanticipated, priceless, sleep-deprived, broadening, ridiculous, and wonder. <laughs> but above all, it was yours, and no one word could ever truly describe that. What you have accomplished, explored, and created in four years since receiving that acceptance letters is yours. By now, you might have received a new acceptance letter to begin your next journey. And as you prepare to leave this orange bubble, take a minute to reflect on your new letter and all the letters yet to come in your life. Achievement does not come from these letters alone, but what you make of them. Make the most of your letter and all the letters yet to come in your life. Dear applicant, dear sir, Dear alumnus, dear mom, dear grandma, dear Nobel laureate. <laughs> and also make the most of the letters you will write. Dear friend, dear colleague, dear Santa, <laughs> dear son, dear grandson, dear parole officer. This trip may be over, but the real journey has just begun. Maybe Kate McNichol was right to describe our experience with the word wonder. The years we spent at Princeton were our wonder years. The narrator of the wonder years sums it up best in the closing monologue of the series finale. Our past was here, but our future was somewhere else. And we knew sooner or later we had to go. Growing up happens in a heartbeat. One day you're in diapers, the next day you're gone. But the memories stay with you for the long haul. And the thing is, 
after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. <laughs> At this time, I would like to call Dave Brown, Director of the Student Volunteers Council, and Marjorie Young, Director of Community House, to present the Priscilla Glickman 92 Memorial Prize. I really have no idea how I'm going to follow that speech. <laughs> but I will do my best. I begin my remarks with a popular quote, if you are not part of the solution, then you are part of the problem. In the last four years, the great class of 2009 has astounded all of us in your capacity to commit yourselves to being part of the solution in Princeton, our nation, and around the world. Through many civic engagement initiatives, internships and community service opportunities provided by the PACE Center, hundreds and hundreds of you have participated in weekly projects, tutoring in Princeton and Trenton, teaching SAT and ESL classes, playing music for the elderly, and preparing meals in soup kitchens. Other members of your class have traveled to New Hampshire to volunteer in the campaign, some of you have applied your skills to develop sustainability projects that will bring clean water to third world countries like Ethiopia, while others worked in internships with NGOs, getting hands-on experience with issues like education, energy, public health policy, and labor rights. You have given generously and have shared your time and talents to make the world a better place. We are in awe and we salute your efforts. Give yourselves a round of applause. The Priscilla Glickman Class of 92 Memorial Prize is awarded annually to a Princeton senior in recognition of outstanding contributions in the area of community service and who has done so as Priscilla herself had done with independence and imagination. This year's prize is awarded to Dexter Doyle. <clears throat> there are, of course, so many ways you might know Dex. Maybe he led with you during CA or supported you at Black Men's Awareness Group. Perhaps he recruited you to join him when he started spending every Sunday evening with runaway and homeless teens at Anchor House. If you hung out at the Student Volunteers Council office at all, you probably have seen him show up suddenly in answer to a desperate call regarding a tech issue. But I'm sure none of you knew he also answered those same calls from the beleaguered staff of the Angels Wings Youth Shelter in Trenton. Dex has done far too much community work to list here, but even if he never got you out in a community in service, there's a fair chance he got you out on the floor to dance as the house DJ at Quad, Black Box, or even at SVC Open House. 
Dex, you touched a lot of lives, both on and off campus, and always with an impossible-sounding combination of humility and flair. Congratulations. So, as you leave Princeton, we bid you farewell. We hope that you will come back often to share with us the many ways that you have continued to build upon the civic engagement work that you have started here. As you carry on your commitment to making a difference in the world by always choosing to be a part of the solution. Farewell. Thank you, Marjorie and Dave. And now I'd like to welcome Gary Walters, class of 1967, and Director of Athletics to present the Athletic Awards. Thank you, and good morning. Today we gather to celebrate the great class of 2009 and to honor the role the class of 2009 has played in preserving and advancing the storied tradition that is Princeton Athletics. We honored our award winners on Thursday night at the annual PVC Senior Awards Banquet. In the, in the interest of saving time, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of that event. Princeton Athletics won the league's unofficial all-sports championship each of your four years thus extending Princeton's dominance in the Ivy League to 23 straight years. <laughs> Furthermore, Princeton also had at least one team or individual national champion in each of the last four years, also achieving that feat for a remarkable 23 straight years as well. Princeton won 42 Ivy League championships in your four years, 12 more than the next highest total by a league school. Of the 33 teams that compete in an Ivy League sport, 25 of those teams won at least one Ivy League championship in four years, including, as I said, 11 this past year. Of the 38 varsity teams at Princeton, 28 competed in the national championships for their respective sports at least once. That's an amazing statistic. Your class combined for 26 All-America selections and 107 All-Ivy League selections. Congratulations. Added up in the class of 2009, can now take its rightful place in the outstanding tradition that is Princeton Athletics. Now for the award winners. Now you know why I'm gonna give you the Cliff Notes version. The Class of 1916 Cup. The Class of 1916 Cup is awarded to the varsity letter winner who, 
continuing in competition in his or her senior year achieved at graduation the highest academic standing. It was first given by the class of 1916 on the occasion of its 50th reunion. This year's award winner is, math, is a math major from Worcester, Massachusetts, Carrie Malkowicz of the men's heavyweight rowing team. Congratulations, Carrie. The C. Otto von Keenbush Award is the highest female student athlete award at Princeton. Von Keenbush was a staunch opponent of the addition of women to Princeton University in the late 1960s. <laughs> Once women were admitted to the school, however, several early women athletes made a trip to his home in upstate New York to try to win him over. They were so successful, that he became an instant convert and supporter of women's athletics at Princeton, subsequently endowing this award. It is presented to those women of high scholastic rank who have the qualities of true sportswomen. This year we have five winners. Would you please step forward? Susanna, Susanna Aboff, a psychology major of the women's golf team. Congratulations, Susanna. Katie Giara, a politics major of the women's swimming and diving team. Holly McGarvey, an anthropology major of the field hockey and women's lacrosse team. Congratulations, Holly. And Jolie Van Leuven, a history major of the women's cross country and track and field teams. Congratulations, Jolie. La ladies and gentlemen, the 2009 Seattle Von Keenbush winner winners. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Parker, how could I forget you? Parker, by the way, also happens to be the chair of the Honors Committee at the university. Uh, Parker Henritzi, a politics major and member of the women's volleyball team. Our next award is the William Winston Roper Trophy that goes annually to the Princeton senior male of high scholastic rank who has demonstrated the qualities of sportsmanship and general proficiency in athletics in honor of Princeton's famed football coach. It has been awarded annually since 1936. This year we also have five winners among the men. You please step forward. Lee Jubinville, an economics major and a forward on the men's ice hockey team. Congratulations, Lee. Mark Kovler, an economics major and a midfielder on the men's lacrosse team. Congratulations, Mark. Doug Lennox, an anthropology major and member of the men's women's or men's swimming and diving team. 
<laughs> and Michael Mogg, an economics major and a member of the men's cross-country track and field team. Congratulations. Congratulations, Michael. And finally, Mauricio Sanchez, an economics major on the men's squash team. Congratulations, Mauricio. Ladies and gentlemen, our 2009 Roper Award winners. Our last award is the Art Lane Award. Named after one of Princeton's athletic icons, Art Lane, class of 1934 and winner of the Pine Prize, who captained the undefeated 1933 football team to the National Football Championship. This award is given to honor selfless contribution to sport and society. This year we have four winners. Will they please step forward? Agatha Oferjibi, an, an ecology and evolutionary biology major who was a sprinter on the women's track and field team. Agatha. Joelle Mylove, an art and archaeology major of the women's swimming and diving team. Joelle. Kristen Schwab, an ecology and evolutionary biology pre-med major of the field hockey and lacrosse teams. Kristen. And last but not least, someone who's been up here before, Adam Berry, an economics major and wide receiver on the football team. Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2009 Art Lane Award winners. Congrats to all of today's Class Day honorees. Happy trails and go Tigers. <laughs> Our second student speaker is from Marietta, Georgia and majors in English. Please join us in welcoming Jason Gilbert to the stage. So, tomorrow is our graduation day, or as I like to call it, the apocalypse. <laughs> and I realize that equating my graduation from school with the doomsday annihilation of mankind makes me a little bit of a pessimist. But if you were born with as much back hair as me, you would be a pessimist too. <laughs> so... Pardon my pessimism, but I loved this place. I didn't come to Princeton to be brainwashed, but now that I have been, I could not be happier. <laughs> After taking in this past long weekend, I am filled with a textbook nostalgia that the annual giving committee would love if I were not a comically unskilled English major. <laughs> yes, I'll probably be poor for the next five or 50 years. But I still want to give back somehow. President Tillman, 
how many food stamps would it take to get a dorm named after me? I hope it's not a lot of food stamps, because I like to eat. Now, I know that Princeton isn't actually a cult. In a real cult, the ceremonial drink is something sugary and delicious, like Kool-Aid, and not the fetid, gut-turning sludge that is Milwaukee's best. A beer that is only slightly preferable to its sister beverage, Guantanamo's Worst. (laughs) If you've never tasted Milwaukee's Best, drinking one is sort of like licking a sweaty foot. It is truly the worst beverage I have ever had eight cups of for three nights a week, every week for the last four years. I know that Princeton isn't a real cult, but it is a little like one. For example, the chorus of our school alma mater has us all waving imaginary hats while pledging eternal worship to an ancient stone building. (laughs) Fairly cultish. And if I didn't know any better, and I saw us at baccalaureate yesterday, droning out a solemn entreaty to the heavens to raise Princeton's endowment, over the blare of threatening organ music and all of us wearing long black robes and boat shoes from Sperry's Rainbow Collection, I would have assumed not that we were graduating, but that a psychotic yet charismatic leader had indoctrinated the members of a yacht club. (laughs) Cult or not, I'll say it again, I loved it here. The Czech author Milan Kundera once warned against being overly wistful, writing that in the sunset of dissolution, everything is illuminated by the aura of the guillotine. Oh, by the aura of nostalgia, even the guillotine. I know this quote, and I can recite it from memory usually, because I was an English major here. Checkbook. Nor do I even know what that phrase means. (laughs) Nor will I ever have enough money to ever afford a checkbook, even a used one. And yet, despite my doomed future, I find that everything in the past is illuminated today, that the guillotine blades of my Princeton years seem softer than they did before. Every year, Nader-esque freshmen run for office, and they always promise to change the same two things, grade deflation and single-ply toilet paper. (laughs) I, too, cursed these foul beasts. My sensitive skin and I especially hated the single-ply toilet paper, which is somewhere between quartz and diamond on the Mohs scale for hardness. In fact, there's a rumor going around that the toilet paper here is so painful that Dick Cheney had to write a secret memo just to approve its use. (laughs) 
But as I signed my final honor code on that thin, brittle paper of my last exam booklet, which would soon have a B-plus scribbled across it, I realized something incredible. The final exam booklets and the single-ply toilet paper are made from the exact same material. And Princeton's unique grade deflation and toilet paper policies were only part of the beginning stages of Princeton's sustainability movement. Bravo, administration. The Princeton experience, however, isn't all about rash justification. Fellow classmates... Think about it. Fellow classmates, former strangers, future wives and ex-wives, can you remember, like I can, the instant you fell in love with this place? Mine was when I was in a junior in high school on my first tour of this campus in the courtyard between Firestone and the chapel. I know what I must have looked like back then, big, gummy smile, eyes alight with amazement, horrible Jufro wafting gently behind me in the February wind. It was love at first sight. And yet love at first sight is not love unless what follows that first sight is meaningful and true. And on that February day six years ago, I had not even encountered the best part of Princeton. No, not Carousel Diner. I'm talking about the people. You probably do not have to turn your head very far to see the face of a friend you met here at Princeton, from a place you didn't even know existed, who has made better your life in a way that you cannot even begin to describe with human words. I know that from this vantage point, I'm looking out at a crowd of those faces. I came here from Marietta, Georgia, a small southern town whose main landmark is a 56-foot-tall mechanical chicken. <laughs> with a beak that moves up and down and a black eye that spins around slowly in its head, all of which advertises a KFC restaurant. <laughs> this is not, as you might surmise, the traditional breeding ground for Ivy Leaguers. I didn't have a friend here at Princeton when I arrived, but since our first day huddled wide-eyed together in Dillon Gym, I've met so many wonderful people from even smaller towns with even taller mechanical chickens. <laughs> and to all of you I've met, from my closest friends to the strangers in the bathroom, to every warm-souled Princetonian who did so much as smile at me from across a dance floor, to all of you who have enriched my life here to the point that on this day I reached a climax of apoplectic, furious, blind, and uncritical love for this grand institution whose beer tastes like beach water and whose toilet paper feels like a day-old beard on my tuchus. I say this that if Princeton is a cult in college's clothing, then so be it. There is no one I would rather serve in a cult with than all of you out there, my brothers and sisters. So let's raise a cup of that Princeton Kool-Aid. Here's to you, old Nassau. May your endowment forever multiply, and may you continue to give hairy-backed nobodies like me the chance to bloom, to thrive, and to fall in love. Thank you.
I am Erin uh, Mastag, your class social chair. And we are now going to welcome the new honorary class members to the class of 2009. Today, I am personally thrilled to introduce Claretta Carter as our first honorary class member. Claretta. Loretta has been di with Dieting Services since 1994 and has been a staple at Frisk Campus Center since its opening in 2000. Her warmth and kindness radiate with her constant smile and loving greeting of hi honey to every person who visits the C-Store. <laughs> I first met Claretta our freshman year as I stealthily tried to sample candy from the candy bins. <laughs> I was mortified to hear a voice from across the sea store saying, I see you. <laughs> Luckily, since I know many of you share this proclivity for candy pilfering, Claretta has taken to turning a blind eye on this 09 bad habit. <laughs> I'm doubtful there's a single person in our class who doesn't know and love her. Please join me in warmly welcoming Claretta Carter as an honorary member of the great class of 2009. <laughs> Hi, I'm Phil Chack, and I'm the treasurer of this great class of 2009. <laughs> um, it's my pleasure to introduce Mike Malthibus to the stage. Back in the early 1970s, Mike's uncle created a Princeton icon, Hoagie Haven. <laughs> Mike currently co-owns uh, co and operates uh, Hoagie Haven with his family. Hoagie Haven has fueled us many times during our time at Princeton, when we needed extra energy to get through problem sets, when we needed the, the extra power to get through, a, through that thesis grind, and whether we needed to satisfy our hunger uh, during, during nights out to the street. Whether we needed a boost to keep working hard or playing hard, Hoagie Haven was there, and we hope it will be there for decades to come. It is with pleasure that we welcome Mike Malthabiz as an honorary member of the class of 2009. My name is Grace Claywater and I'm the secretary for the class of 2009. It is my privilege to welcome Sean Weaver to the stage.
as you might have noticed, this honor has been kept a surprise from Sean for the past month or so. For nearly 10 years, he has played an integral role with Otis, the Office of the Dean of Undergraduate Students, working tireless hours to ensure the highest quality of life for each student. Sean has played a particularly large role in the year-long preparation for the commencement ceremonies we are now enjoying. In the wake of these rather tough economic times, his creativity, expertise, and perseverance have allowed our class to celebrate this special time in the same style that previous classes have. I, along with all the other student government members and commencement committee chairs, had the opportunity to see Sean's amazing efforts in support of our class and am both appreciative and impressed. And for that reason, it is my honor to present this honorary class membership to him. Please welcome Sean Weaver as a member of the great class of 2009. Before ending the program with the singing of Old Nassau, we have a few announcements for you. Following the ceremony, seniors and their guests can pick up lunches on Alexander Beach. We ask that seniors pick up lunches for their entire party. In addition, drink wristbands for senior prom will be distributed at West College. Please bring governmental ID with you. <laughs> at this time, we ask that you stand and join us in singing an old favorite, Old Nassau, led by a bunch of Princeton's finest songbirds. <laughs> to conclude the program. It's been our honor to have you guys with us and thank you and once again, lunch is on Alexander Beach. If you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no fear, the camera's here, and the microphones, and they wanna know, oh, 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 if you are what you say you are, a superstar, then have no And the lights are on And they wanna show Oh, 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 yeah 
here, uh, a fresh cool young loot Trying to cash his microphone, check 212 Wanna believe my own hype, but it's too untrue The world brought me to my knees, what if you brung you? Did you improve on the design, did you do something new? Where your name in on the guest list, who brung you? You, the more famous person you come through And the sexy lady next to you, you come too And then the hitman, standing outside of heaven Waiting for God to come and get me, I'm too un-